0: Thank you for joining us for another podcast from Covenant Community Church. And now, today's message. This morning, I am going to be preaching um, a message called The Fruit of Growing in the Divine Nature. And our founding scriptures will be found in 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 2-11. through 11. And I will be reading from the New King James Version. You all have it? Hey, let's roll. (laughs) Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him. He called us by glory and virtue by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the dark world through lust. But also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue to virtue, knowledge, to knowledge, self-control, to self-control, perseverance, to perseverance, godliness, to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. For if, 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 that is a conditional word, that is a choice, if these things are yours and abound, you will neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord. Christ. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted even to blindness and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. For if, there's the word if again, if you do these things, you will never stumble. For so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly and to the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen? Amen. So let us pray before we dive into this word. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I just thank you today on your word, Father. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that we are growing fruitful, Lord, in the divine nature of you, Father, each and every day, Father. Lord, I pray over this word, Lord. May it encourage, edify, Lord, and strengthen the people today, Father. Lord, anoint my tongue, Lord. May every word that flows out of these lips, Lord, give glory to you, Lord, and be according to what it is, Father, that you, Lord, want me to speak on today, Father. I submit myself unto you, Father. I ask that you have your way, Lord, and all of us today, Father. And Lord, we give you all the glory and all the praise, and it's in your precious name we pray, amen. So, that was a lot of amazing scripture right there. And what Peter was wanting to encourage us is that we need to make every effort to grow fruitful in the faith and to be partakers in his divine nature and see saints He's given us everything we need. As soon as we accepted him as our Lord and Savior, he's given us those things. But you see, saying a prayer doesn't necessarily mean that you are growing fruitful in the divine nature, because as we read in the word, it's a choice. It says, if you do these things, if you do these things. So in other words, just because you said a prayer doesn't mean you're walking it out. There's a big difference, and sometimes people think, well, if I just say a prayer, then I'm good with God. I don't don't have to walk in faith. I don't have to walk in his virtues because I said a prayer, so therefore I'm good, but the sad thing is we're not good because, see, when we accept the Lord Jesus into our life, there's got to be a change, saints of God. We're to be a new person created in his image. That's exactly what Ephesians 4.23 tells us that we are to be renewed in the spirit of our mind and to put on a new man that was created in God and true righteousness and holiness. So there's got to be a change. There's certain ways that that just aren't appropriate anymore, that just aren't right for us to act. And it's a diligent choice. We have to make that choice. God isn't going to make you operate and those seven qualities of faith that we had just discussed. He's, he's not going to make you do that. You have to choose to do that, saints. So now that we're talking about the seven qualities of our faith, let's go over them, okay? The first one that we have here is virtue. We're to operate in virtue. Virtue are the high moral standards and righteousness of Christ, Okay? We are also, number two, to operate in knowledge. Knowledge is grace and peace only known through Christ. We can only have this with a relationship with him, and it's also found in his word that we grow in knowledge. Third one we have is self-control. Ah, yeah, that that can be kind of a little difficult for us sometimes. Maybe it's just me. But... (laughs) That's when we're slow to become angry and we're not giving into pressure. We aren't giving into what the world wants. We're not giving into what our family is telling us to do, but that we are operating in godliness. How about perseverance? That's number four. That means not giving up. Overcoming trials and tribulations with victory. That means that, yeah, even if you're persecuted, Even if you're being made fun of, even if you're being talked bad about, you stand firm. You stand firm in God's word. You stand firm in your relationship with him, not swaying back and forth. Fifth one is godliness. Mm. Well, that's godly living. That's operating in God's divine nature. Brotherly kindness, number six. Hmm. That's sharing in the joys and the sorrows with one another, praying for one another, thinking of each other more highly than the other. That's what we should be showing one another, saints of God. When you see your brother crying, you should be alongside with him crying. If he's rejoicing, rejoice with him. There's no room for jealousy. There's no room for pride. There's no room for bragging. There's no room for selfishness. But we, we are to put each other first. We are to think more highly of one another than we do ourselves. And then the last one that we have is love. <laughs> yeah, that's unselfishness, mercy, kindness, tenderness. That's forgiving others because, saints of God, Christ has forgiven us of our sins. Amen? He is holy. He is perfect. And we sin against him every day, even in our thoughts. But he forgives us because of his love. God is love. So without God, we cannot love. So we must operate in love, especially as children of God. That is imperative that we operate in love. That is something that people should see coming out of you. And that also means not just loving the people that are in the church, but more so that means loving those people that are out there, loving those people that are difficult. And I know saints, that can be hard. Love can be challenging sometimes for us in our flesh. Because I'll be honest with you, sometimes when people aren't acting right, sometimes my flesh wants to come out, and sometimes I want to slap somebody. I'm being honest. And don't y'all look at me like you don't either because you're lying, and you in church so don't lie because God will find you out. Okay? But I'm being real with you. Like, sometimes I really do. You know, when you being nice to somebody, you know, and you smile, and you're like, good morning, and they just give you this look like, it's like, really? But you know what, saints? We never know what they're going through. And you know what, they may not respond to you, they may even give you the stink eye. But you know what, you never know, because when you walk away after that, you never know what that's going to do to them. Because they might sit there and think, wow, somebody actually noticed me. Somebody actually smiled at me and said hello, because maybe they've had nothing but rejection their whole life. Maybe they're insecure. Maybe they wanted to say hello, but they just couldn't. So, saints of God, it is imperative, and I know it can be hard. It can be hard to love our enemies. It can be hard to love those who are persecuting us. But Jesus loves. We rejected him. (laughs) We were once living in sin, and even though we have a relationship with him, we still miss the mark. We still grieve as spirits sometimes by some of the things we say and do or even the things that we don't say and do because we miss the mark by being that too, by being disobedient. Amen? So it is imperative, saints of God, and as use, useful and fruitful Christians, we are to have a, an abundance of these seven qualities of our faith. This, this should just be in us. We should be operating in it, but again, it is a choice. You have to choose. You have to choose to walk in virtue. You have to choose to grow in knowledge. God isn't going to make you do it. He's not going to make you pick up his word and study it. He's not going to make you seek him out. He's not going to make you desire him. You know, he's not going to make you operate in self-control. That's a choice you have to make. You have to choose to persevere. You have to choose to operate in godliness. You have to choose to operate in brotherly kindness and in love. He's given you all those things, saints. But the question is, are we really operating in it? And it doesn't mean that we're going to be perfect, and it doesn't mean that we share in those virtues in every area. We do miss it, saints, but we're to participate in it. We're to partake in it. It should just come to us that, you know, we, we want to do good to others. So talking about those seven virtues, those seven qualities of faith, let me ask you a question. And this is just a rhetorical question. But if you were to be honest, where do you struggle the most? What, what are those one or two areas? It may even be more than one or two areas. But what are those areas that you say, you know, I need some work in that area. I, I really struggle. You know, maybe maybe you're really strong. Maybe you're persevering and, and you're that type of person that, you know, no matter what happens, you're standing strong in your faith and you got joy and you got a smile on your face. But let me ask you something. When you see your brother down and he's going through a hard time, because you're strong and you're persevering, do you ever sometimes look down on your brother and say, what are you crying about? You may not say it out loud, but God hears you. Do you ever look at someone and think, "What are you crying about?" I've gone through worse than that, and look at me. Could it be? Maybe you struggle with self-control. That can be a difficult area sometimes, especially when you get angry <laughs> and you you, you want to you just want to say it. You know, you just feel it on the tip of your tongue, and God's like, "Don't you say it." Don't you say it. Don't you go there. But, man, you just feel it. It's, like it's just on the tip of your tongue, and you're like, ooh, but I got a good one. I got a good one. Yeah, we all struggle with self-control. We do. You know, saints, as God was having me prepare this word, he was showing me areas that I struggle. And self-control is one of them that, that he's really been working on me on because for those of you that don't know me, I used to struggle with anger and depression So that was always a hot spot for me because I never understood how to deal with emotions. I never understood how to deal with them properly. But since walking with Christ, he's been teaching me how to operate more and more and more in his character. Now, I don't always get it right, saints. I'm trying each and every day just like you. But you know what? God looks at at the action that you're taking. You know, you may miss the mark, but God knows when you're truly sorry, and he knows when you're truly repentant, and when you're truly trying to get it right. And he will help you, saints of God. But we all struggle. We all struggle in one area or another, and sometimes it's multiple areas. But you know what, praise be to God that even in them areas where we are weak, he is strong. And praise be to God that through him, no matter what we may be struggling with, he'll come right beside you when you're willing And he will help you walk through those areas he will teach you how to overcome those areas and don't beat yourself up if you miss it saints just repent and say lord i missed it i lost my temper there or i wasn't as loving to my brother as i should have been and just truly repent and say lord help me help me renew my mind father heal my heart because a lot of times There's just pain in our heart that we haven't really dealt with. And God's trying to get you to that place, but we we have to be willing to allow him to show us that. And it doesn't always feel good, but it's imperative, saints of God. Amen? And what I love about (laughs) this passage is that it tells us that if we operate, again, it is a choice, but if we operate and are fruitful in the seven qualities of the divine nature... We will neither be barren, which means (laughs) we won't be lacking any fruit. We won't be infertile. And also, we will never be unfruitful. There will always be fruit coming out. There will always be fruit that people can see off of your life, that God can come and eat off of your tree. Amen? However, Peter also warns us that, If we're not operating, or if we're lacking in the divine nature, there's some not so good things that will happen. The first one is we can become short-sighted. We can become blind. And we can even forget that we were cleansed from our old sins. And basically, that's like losing your identity going back to those old ways of thinking and being. And Saints of God, this passage isn't just relating to those who didn't truly repent and give their life over to God. This is relating to people who truly did get saved, who truly did give their life over to God. But however, somewhere along the line, they've turned back. It could be they faced a tragedy in their life. And it could just be just disobedience in general, not wanting to change. You know, well, God, you know, I want to serve you on Sunday. I'll go to church, I'll tithe, I'll serve, I'll give, you know, and all is good. But then come Monday, I'm going to be a different person. I'm going to cuss people out at work. I'm going to be giving people the stink eye. I'm going to be partying and clubbing, doing stuff that I know I shouldn't be doing. But, hey, we tight, we cool, because I said the prayer and I go to church, so somehow that makes me right with you. But, saints of God, it doesn't. It doesn't. You know, the word tells us that we shall know his disciples by their fruit. And, and sad, to th- sad thing to say, saints of God, there's a lot of Christians, people that say they're Christians, but there's no fruit. And I- I've grown up in church, so I-, I can't testify what that's like for someone that's unsaved to see that. But I can only imagine what that must be like for somebody who's unsaved. They're lost. Okay, and, and and they're out in the world living their life, and you in the bar and you talking about, oh yeah, I'm a Christian. Yeah, I go to church, yeah, I'm a I'm a deacon or whatever. And and you going in there throwing your titles and all this stuff, but then you sitting at the bar drinking with them and cussing your head off. Like, what does that say to them, Saints of God? There should be something different about us. There should be something about us that just draws them. And and they say, you know, there's something different about you. I saw how that person treated you over there, but you didn't go off on them. You you were kind to them. How did you do that? And that gives you the opportunity to share with them about Jesus, your Lord and Savior, and who he is and what he has done in your life and how he has saved you. But unfortunately, there's a lot of people who don't. They're living a lukewarm lifestyle. They're having that grasshopper mentality like we talked about in Bible study. God has given them all this beautiful promises and great things, but yet they only see themselves as grasshoppers. They don't see themselves as mighty men and women of God. And they start going back to their old ways and thinking. And as I was praying over this message, the Lord gave me a word. And it just greatly encouraged me, but it it also helped me to see how critical It is, saints of God, that we make the choices daily to walk in those seven qualities of faith. Because what God brought to my attention is, he said, Erica, he said, those people whom gave their life over to me but then turned their back on me and walked away and forgotten who they are in me, he said, they suffer with spiritual Alzheimer's. And when he said that to me, I was like, what? And, and so I just started looking up Alzheimer's, looking up some of the symptoms and how that relates just not just in the natural, but spiritually. So we're gonna take a look at seven symptoms, very common symptoms of Alzheimer's and relate it to spiritual Alzheimer's. You all ready? All right. <laughs> the first one we have is confusion. Mmm, yeah, they start to compromise the word of God and his moral character. Yeah, I like this part of your word, Lord, but that other part, mmm, that makes me feel bad. I don't like being convicted, even though conviction is good for me, but I don't like feeling convicted. I just want to hear what makes me feel good. So I received the first part of this verse, but the second part, I don't want none of it. Well, saints, we can't do that. The word of God is the word of God. It's truth. Plain and simple. You can't just take what you want, pick and choose what you want from the word, and spit out the rest, and somehow justify it, and say that makes you tight with God. That doesn't work. And that's when people get deceived. Because they start picking little parts of scriptures. You know, they start picking what they like, but they leave out the other stuff that's in there that's just as important, and they're leaving that out, and then they put in other scriptures, the parts that they like, and they come up with their own religion. They come up with their own translation of what the Word of God says, and they're totally and completely wrong, because you can't do that. You can't just take half of the Word, saints. we got to take it all. we got to allow the Word of God to show our true heart's condition. Because if you don't, how are you going to change? We all have areas, saints. I don't care how long we've been saved. We all have areas that we need God to heal us from, that we need God to, ch- to help change us and to make us new saints. Because we all have stuff. We've all been through things. And all of us have our weaknesses and our strengths. But if we're not, al- if we're not allowing the word to get in our heart, the whole word, How are you going to get healed? You can't. Second one is poor judgment. (laughs) Yeah, that means they lack knowledge and discernment. They're not able to recognize danger. And they have great difficulty in solving problems. Third one, vision problems. Yeah. They lack understanding of visual images, and they're even blind in some areas where they can't see. There's danger coming straight for them. There's an attack coming straight for them, but because they're not in the word of God, and they're not operating in the seven qualities of faith, they don't see it until it's too late and they're under a full-blown attack. Mm. Number four. They lack motor skills. They don't know how to stand firm and persevere through tribulation. Saints of God, that's imperative as believers. Because just because you got saved doesn't mean you're not going to go through stuff. Just because you got saved doesn't mean that all hell isn't going to break loose in your life. As a matter of fact, I think it tends to get even more heated when you do give your life over to Christ. Because that's, now, okay, you're, you're on Christ's side, but guess what? The enemy's not happy about it. And he wants to try to belittle you. He wants to try to get you to doubt. And he figures if he can throw all the stuff on you, that eventually you'll get tired of standing, that eventually you'll lose faith and you'll give up. But saints of God, that's why it's imperative that we continue to strive after Christ and those seven qualities to our faith because if we don't, eventually we will give in. number five changes in mood they become easily offended and they lack self-control and you've you've probably seen that in churches before people will leave the church for anything you look at them the wrong way you know your hair is not done right you know you got lipstick on your teeth i mean you know (laughs) there's all kinds of reason you got toilet paper on your shoe i mean who knows who knows, I mean people will make up some crazy stuff, saints of God, but you know what the problem is, is it's not that person that they're upset at that's the problem, it's them. It's them. And that's what happens when when people suffer from spiritual Alzheimer's, is that their mood changes. They're very sensitive, they lack self-control. You just look at them the wrong way and you're not even looking at them anyway, you just looking just in general And they take it as that you're judging them. And you're not, you just just look at them like, oh, somebody walked in the room. But they can take it as, oh, well, you're judging me. But see, saints of God, don't allow that to cripple you either. Because see, that's important too, that we don't allow that stuff to affect us. Pray for them, but don't allow it to affect you. Don't allow it to make you afraid. Because God didn't give you spirit of fear, saints of God. However... You will see that in people that are struggling with spiritual Alzheimer's. The sixth symptom is withdrawal. They withdraw from God, from his word and his character, as well as the church, their family, and their friends. You'll see that a lot of times, saints, when they go through stuff, they tend to want to hide out. And see, saints of God, that's a dangerous place to be. Because it's in those times when you need God in your life even more. Those are the times that you need to pray even more. Those are the times that you need to read and study his word even more. Because without God, without his help, you won't make it through because it's only through him that you can stand. And so if you're withdrawing from God and you're withdrawing from your brother and you're avoiding their calls... You're not coming to church. You're not allowing the word to get into your heart. You're in deep trouble, saints of God. And it breaks my heart when I see people that, that, that once really had a love for the Lord start to give up on their walk and forget who they are in Christ and cower and fall into their cave. But the sad thing is, is we can't make them come out and neither can God. It's a choice they have to make. They have to choose to come out of it. And until they're willing to come out of it, we can do is pray for them and the last one is memory loss they forget who they are in Christ which causes them to fall into major deception and severe spiritual dementia that means Saints of God that they don't know who they are they have no clue they have the form of religion but if you ask them, well, who is God? Who is God in your life? What, what has He done for you? What has He delivered you from? Tell me your testimony. They don't know. They just sit there. They don't know. And, saints of God, that's a horrible place to be. That's a horrible place to be. You don't, you don't want to get to that place. And I'm sure some of you have even met some people that have fallen into that. You see the symptoms in them, and it breaks your heart. I know I have experienced it, and it's heartbreaking, and it's hard to see that people you love, that that once had such a fire for God. And saints, again, this isn't talking about people that didn't truly give their life over to God. No, this is talking about believers. This is talking about people who gave their life over to God. They were on fire for him. They, they, they were just uh, so on fire for him, full of his glory and his passion and his desire and his love. And somewhere along the line, they slipped and fell. And saints of God, that's what happens when we remain unrepentant and we start compromising and we start, get, and we start to give up on areas. And that's why it's so vitally important that we operate in all seven qualities of faith, that we operate in virtue, that we operate in knowledge, that we operate in self-control, that we operate in perseverance, that we operate in godliness, brotherly kindness, and love. We can't just have one without the other saints of God. But, but all seven of them must be working in us, and we have to choose to operate in it. God's given it to you, but only you can choose to operate in it, saints of God. And I just want to encourage you with this. The good news is, is even if you yourself have suffered with spiritual Alzheimer's or if you know somebody who has, the great physician is in the house, saints of God. God is the healer. He is our healer. He is our deliverer. Not only is he able to heal, but he is willing to heal. However, 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 we have to allow him to heal us, saints of God. We can't just say, Lord, I want to be healed but I don't want to have to change. And see, sometimes it be like that with Christians. Oh, Lord, I want you to heal me. Yeah, make me whole, oh, Jesus. Yeah, take this away from me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I want to keep doing the same stuff. You can't keep doing the same stuff. That's going to require change, saints of God. And you know what? It, it, it reminds me of when you go to a doctor, an earthly doctor, okay? And let's say you're, you're, you're having problems with your cholesterol, Okay? And so, you go to the doctor and you say, you know, I'm not feeling too good, doc. What's going on? So, he gives you the examination and he comes with the diagnosis and he tells you, the problem is your cholesterol is extremely high and it's been going on for a long time and your arteries are getting clogged. So, what I need you to do is I'm going to prescribe to you this medication. Uh Uh-huh, now you all see where I'm going, right? I'm going to prescribe to you this medication. However, this medication will help you. But there's other things that I need you to do. First of all, I need you to do your own research. And second of all, I need you to get on a diet and exercise. Yeah, 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 we, 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 we don't like that diet and exercising. So I don't know about y'all, but, but I, I do like to eat. And so, like, think of that, i got to cut out sweets or salty stuff. That, I don't know. I mean, I'd probably be looking at that doctor like, "You want me to what? But see, saints of God, just like the word of God is our daily medication. But what good is it to take your medication if you're not working out your salvation? See, that's the regimen, that's the plan. See, that's your diet. This is what you need to be eating, saints of God, and not indulging in things that are in the world. See, that's stuff that's in the world. That's that stuff that corrodes your arteries to your heart. That's what prevents God's holy anointing to be flowing through you because you got so much crud in your vessels that he, he can't get to it. He wants to, but you keep filling yourself up with junk, filling yourself up with stuff that, that you know, you know what, I should be leaving that alone. But, oh, just like in the flesh, man, it just feels so good, though, doesn't it? Just like that sweet. Oh, man, that tastes so good. And it's so amazing because when you're trying to watch what you eat, that's when that temptation tries to come along and whispers in your ear and be like, yeah, you know you want that piece of cheesecake, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, look at that cheeseburger. Oh, yeah, you know, you see that cheese just melting and the mushrooms and all that good stuff. I know, saints, I know, it it can be challenging, but see, saints of God, just like we have choices in the natural, so don't we in the spiritual. And there may be some food in our lives that we are taking in that we shouldn't be taking in. There could be things that we're overindulging in, that God's saying, you need to get rid of that, because that's clogging an artery in you. And see, saints of God, sometimes what can happen with people <laughs> is that they don't want to follow the doctor's orders, just like sometimes we don't want to follow God's orders, or we just want to take part of the plan. And sometimes we'll be like, oh, I'll take the prescription doc, <laughs> but I ain't eating right and I ain't exercising, because I'll just take the pill. But see, saints of God, the problem is a pill isn't going to fully cure you. Amen? It took time for you to get that way. And it's going to take you time to work it out. And see, the problem is that sometimes we have the audacity to blame God for no change when the problem is it's you. Just like you can't go to your doctor and say, Yeah, I know you diagnosed me with a heart problem. You diagnosed me with high cholesterol, doc. But you know what? I don't, I don't want to have to do everything. And it's your fault, it's your fault that my arteries are clogged. It's your fault that I'm not losing weight. It's your fault that, that my blood sugars are high through the roof because you're not healing me. But the thing of it is, saints of God, he's given you everything you need. Just like Christ, he's given you everything that you need. Everything that you need, saints of God. However, again, there are some things... That he's just not going to do for you. He's not going to make you take your medication. He's not going to make you work out your own salvation. And he's not going to make you eat right. You have a choice. You want to indulge in the world? God says, have it your way. You know that ain't right for you, but hey, I gave you free will. You go ahead and do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Praise be the God. Praise be the God. Thank you Jesus. It can be like that saints. <laughs> but you know what? God wants us to be strong, mighty. He's called us to be priests and kings. He's called us to walk in holiness and righteousness. He said, "Be ye holy for I am holy." He wants us to walk and his divine integrity and character. He wants us to walk in the seven qualities of faith, but saints of God, again, he's not going to make you do it. He's given you everything. But the question is, what are you doing with the resources? Are you ignoring them? i saying, oh, I'll deal with that later. I'm young, I wanna enjoy my life. Or are you saying, you know what, Lord? I need to make some changes and I'm going to be diligent, and I may miss the mark sometimes, and you know what, saints, you will, because we're human. That's why we need Jesus. If we just said a prayer, and, and all was good, and we never sinned again, and we never missed the mark, what would we need Christ for? That's why we need him, saints of God, because it's only through him that we can walk in the seven qualities of faith. It's only through him that we can have that passion and that fire burning in through us. It's the only way that we can do anything, That gives him glory because without him saints we are nothing without him we are lost without him we have severe spiritual Alzheimer's we don't know who we are without him saints of God he's the one that created us he's the one that gave us identity he's the one that has called us to do great things for his kingdom and saints of God if you don't have Jesus you have nothing you have nothing and I don't know about you saints but this word has encouraged me to, to to be more diligent and making my election sure, to be more diligent in making sure that I'm operating in those things and that when I do miss the mark, to remain humble and repentant. Saints, don't ever, and, I, and one of the things that the enemy loves doing to me is when I miss the mark, man, he loves beating me up with it. Oh, Erica, look at you. Yeah, you repented, but I can't believe you did that. You're supposed to be a woman of God. You're a minister in your church, and look at how you act. You know what, saints of God? That's when I just start rebuking those lies in the name of Jesus, and I just start praising God, and I just say, you know what, Lord? You don't bring guilt and condemnation to those who love you. Yes, saints of God, he will convict you. But after you repent and you keep getting those thoughts, you need to cast those thoughts down in Jesus' name. Because, see, that's what the enemy wants. He he wants to beat you up. He, he wants you to feel like you're a failure. You're a hypocrite. You missed the mark. You're not really Christian. But you know what? You are a Christian. You are a man and woman of God. And you know what? You're just human and you missed the mark. But praise be to God that his mercies are made new each and every morning. Praise God for that, saints. Praise him for that because I don't know where I would be without him, saints. I would not be a nice person. And trust me, those of you who knew me before I got delivered, I was not nice. Okay, I had bad problem with self-control, let me tell you what. And along with that, other areas, because one area affects the other. So if you're not working in that one or two areas, you're struggling, guess what? The other areas are going to be affected. And eventually, if you don't turn, you're going to slip into spiritual Alzheimer's. And saints of God, ain't nobody got time for that, okay? I'm just saying, I'm trying to make it light because I don't know about you, but I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be in diapers. I don't want to go back to being a baby Christian. See, saints of God, that's a problem with spiritual Alzheimer's. Yeah, yeah, they go back to childish ways and thinking. Yeah, they forget that they're a grown-up in Jesus. Yeah, they start cowering down. But you know what, saints of God? You're not supposed to be in diapers sucking on the bottle. You don't need man to come along and tell you who you are. God has already called you to great things. He's already birthed that inside of you, saints of God. You don't need a man to remind you. What you need to do is to continue to go after him full-heartedly and to not give in and to operate in those seven qualities of faith. It is imperative. Those are your supplements, saints of God. That is your regiment that goes along with your medication. You can't just read and study the word and just think that's enough. No, you've got to live by what it says. You've got to be obedient to God and his order, saints of God. So I just want to encourage you with that. And what I love is that the word of God continues to say in this passage that when we um, make our diligent, when we are diligent and make our call on the election sure, two things will happen. We will never stumble. hmm Means we'll never fall. You won't fall into spiritual Alzheimer's because you know who you are in Christ. You know your identity. You know your father. You know his voice. And you're serving him full-heartedly. And you will never stumble because he's got you. And not only that, (laughs) but you will receive a glorious entry into the everlasting kingdom of Christ. That means, saints of God, when we leave this earth and we go to be with our maker, we will have a glorious entry into the everlasting kingdom of God. And I don't know about you saints, but I know when I go to meet my Lord Jesus, I want him to look at me and say, job well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over few, but I'll make you ruler over many. That's what I want to hear my father say to me. I don't know about you, but that's what I want him to say. I don't want him to say to me, you've fallen. I don't want him to say to me, you gave up on me. You walked away from me. Why? I don't want him to say that. I don't want him to say that, saints. And that should be our desire is to grow more in him because I want him more and more and more in my life. I love having that relationship with God. And again, it it doesn't always feel good when he reveals those areas in us that are a little bit (laughs) struggling. And it hurts sometimes, saints. It hurts sometimes when God deals with us. But you know what? It's the best medicine. Because you can't get healing if you don't know something's broken. You can't be healed if you think you're all right. And too many Christians are lying to themselves and saying, I'm cool when you know you're dying inside, when you know there's some areas in your life that are just vacant and empty and cold because you're not allowing the Lord to come in and heal you of those things. You're not willing to submit to him and allow him to have his way in and through you, saints. But again, nobody can make you make that choice. God can't make you. I can't make you. Pastor can't make you. Only you can choose it. And that's what God wants. He wants us to hunger and thirst after him. He wants to look down and see us operating in those seven qualities of faith that he has gifted and placed inside of us. So, saints of God, I hope that this word has encouraged you. I hope that this word has blessed you. And I just want to encourage you continue because I know I'm talking to men and women of God in here but I want to encourage you continue walking in virtue and knowledge self control and perseverance and godliness and brotherly kindness and in love and continue please saints of God continue to allow the Lord to have his way in your life think about these seven qualities of faith. We hope you've been blessed by today's powerful teaching. Thank you for your continued prayers and financial support of this ministry. Visit us in person at 5805 West Highway 74 in Indian Trail, North Carolina. That's near Lowe's Hardware. Or you can find us on the web at www.changeatc3.org, that's change, C-H-A-N-G-E-A-T-C, the number 3.org, or call us at 704-821-7368. Covenant Community Church, where the truth is revealed.